What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Bats Cave. This is the pop culture podcast where I, your host, Alex Bats, talk about everything in the world of comics, movies, video games, TV shows, and more. This is episode nine, um, and I'm continuing my Star Wars rewatch. Um, before I get into that, though, I just want to talk a little bit. I had a crazy busy day, like yesterday. Um, so I actually like I go if you follow me on either my Twitter is really because I post about it on both of them. I have started going to my coffee shop like early in the morning every Saturday. Um, I literally get there whenever they open now at like 7 a.m., um, which I am definitely a morning person. I wake up at like five anyway on my day off uh, or my days off, which is like around the time time that I normally wake up for work. Um, but yeah, so I'm up super early all the time. Uh, but so like I go to my coffee shop early and so I went to my coffee shop yesterday on Saturday because I'm actually recording this on Sunday the same day that it will be going up. It'll be up in a few hours, hopefully if all the uploading process and everything goes as planned, um, which is weird because I hardly, I like never record the same day that I upload. So I'm interested to see how this, like uh, I'm interested to see what time exactly this will be able to go up after I finish recording. Um, but yeah, so I did that. So I went yesterday, Saturday morning to my coffee shop in the morning and I literally ended up watching. I, I finished watching A New Hope at the coffee shop because I brought my laptop. And then I also watched All of Empire Strikes Back at the coffee shop. But then after I left the coffee shop, I went and got a new tattoo, which I'm very excited about. Um, it's the Morgan from The Wicked and the Divine, if you know who that is. If you don't know who that is, please read The Wicked and the Divine. It's, probably, it's my favorite comic book series just in general. Um, it's so, so good that I see, I, it's a thing now. I just need to, it's turning into a meme. I literally just say it's so good all the time. Um, but yeah, so I did that. That was fun. Uh, I got it on my calf, which I haven't gotten anything not on my arms before. So, uh, I'm very excited about that, but yeah, definitely fucking hurt a lot. Uh, um, there's, ooh, there's some sorts, some spots that are just God awful, um, but honestly, and like I say this every time, um, the healing process remains the worst part of getting a tattoo. Like the actual pain, whenever you're going through the tattoo, I'm like, whatever, this is fine. Like, yeah, it sucks, but you're only doing it for however long the tattoo lasts. And then after that, like it's done, but healing takes weeks and it's just weeks of bullshit. I hate it so much. Uh, so yeah, my calf is really sore now. Walking is kind of difficult. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I did that. I did that yesterday. It just so yesterday just felt like a super long day because I felt like I did so many different things. Um, but then now this morning I actually finished. I literally just finished rewatching Return of the Jedi like 15 minutes ago, if that. Um, before I'm sitting down to record this. So yeah, I'm gonna be talking about the original trilogy of Star Wars because again, my rewatch order has been chronological. I've gone one, two, three, Solo, Rogue One, and now four, five, and six. So we're most of the way through, which is crazy. Um, Rise of Skywalker comes out in less than a week, which is insane as well. Um, but yeah, so the original trilogy of Star Wars, man, um, I, I don't know, I have like sort of conflicting, like not really conflicting emotions about the original trilogy, but I don't, I'll, I'll say like out of the gate, I don't like it as much as I, I think that most people do. Um, obviously, I didn't grow up with the original trilogy. I'm too young. I, I wasn't alive <laughs> whenever they came out. Um, but uh, so of course, I'd seen them though, whenever I was little, because like they were, you know, out. Um, and so I've always seen them. And um, I don't know, it's interesting, because I really like, I like them. They're really good. But 
I just don't have like a super strong connection to them. And so it, I just I don't love them a whole lot. I mean, I do because they're Star Wars and I really love Star Wars. Um, but like as films, they just they don't rank super high on my like overall list. I think honestly, oh, it's difficult because I want to say that I like them. I think I liked them the most that I have on this past rewatch, um, except for Imp I mean, also still empire but like i've always just really loved empire like empire is easily the best of the original trilogy um but like i enjoyed a new hope and return of the jedi more this time than i have any other time that i've watched them which is good but um yeah i don't know i guess i'll like start and try to get like episode through episode so a new hope um is great i mean it's a really good movie it um one, i think the thing that i love about a new hope most is well, I mean, one, it's the introduction to Star Wars. And so, like, it just establishes this incredible world and universe um, that, it, that is and becomes Star Wars. Um, and it's really cool. I actually hadn't thought about it in this way specifically until really recently. But, like, all of the dialogue in A New Hope, like, there's so many different, like, just phrases and, like, words that are just dropped that allude to a much larger story and like a lot a much deeper history than what we see in the film like obi-wan just offhandedly mentions the clone wars he talks about anakin he mentions like darth vader and him like killing anakin which certain point of view whatever i'll get to that um and like he does that and uh it's just little things like that and like the kessel run and like 12 parsecs like that's just like offhandedly mentioned which like we've seen that now but like it, there's just so many things like that throughout the entire film that just make the world feel bigger than it is which is really cool and it's one of the reasons that i love star wars so much because it is such a big and expansive like universe um and so that's great i think that's that and like the amount of creatures and stuff that lucas packs into like the cantina scene especially um and just like throughout the film like you are very aware that the world that the main characters that we're following like the world that they inhabit is uh, so much bigger than just them, which I think is really cool. Um, but yeah, like as a, as a, as a movie and like a story, I mean, it's the hero's journey straight up. Like Luke just goes on the hero's journey, which is cool. And it's just, it, one thing that they do incredibly well with this film and, uh, is still like a technical marvel, honestly, the, the way, like the special effects in this film, cause they didn't really, they like, they didn't have computers. Like the most that a computer could do at the time was the like little, like, the Death Star plans that you see <clears throat> them like looking at just those like white lines on the black screen like that was all they could do and so the filming techniques that they used for this film and then also for Empire and Return of the Jedi just with their miniature work <clears throat> sorry uh, with their miniature work and the like use of uh, acrylic paintings and using all these different techniques and combining them all into such an enthralling and like an engaging final product uh, and just a, one that visually like holds up incredibly well. It's the reason that it holds up better than the prequels do because everything that you're seeing is like real um, and it's just really, it's crazy. Um, and so, yeah, they like they did an exceptional job with that and that's something that uh, one gets better throughout the trilogy, but also is just something that's just so like, it's just so great to look at still. And like, it's something that uh, when you, uh, which also I'm going to, I shouted that out literally like last episode, I think, but, uh, the quarter crew on digital or quarter digital on YouTube. Um, they literally just had a video come out where they were 
doing like an in-depth dive into the VFX or the like yeah the VFX and the special effects of the original Star Wars trilogy and like I highly recommend watching that because one you'll learn a lot about the process but then two it just makes it so much more impressive because like knowing everything that goes into that I can't imagine doing that like now let alone back then whenever they did it it's just it's insane honestly um you really i don't think can give enough props to really the entire like crew for how star wars was filmed like it just it's so good um but yeah so i really like that uh but yeah luke goes on the hero's journey i mean i like luke i don't like like i don't know i don't have a huge attachment really to like any of the characters in the original trilogy honestly i mean vader kind of but like i luke is good i like luke but i don't really like love luke a whole lot he's not like uh i don't know i just don't have a huge attachment I've, i talked about this last episode i don't really like harrison ford's han solo i liked him a little bit more this time watching through but i still like don't really like him that much um leia I, i'll say i love leia leia is a really really fantastic character and carrie fisher uh just get really emotional watching that especially now um but yeah the like Chewbacca's great. I mean, I guess R2 and C3PO. I really love them a lot. Um, they're great, but yeah, it's it's just really interesting that I just don't have like a huge. I have more of a connection to like what the characters mean and where they fit in the overall like story of Star Wars than I do for the characters themselves. If that makes sense, like I just uh, like their relation to each other and to the grander story that's at play. Like makes me care more about them than say the actual like writing of them i guess um but yeah i don't know so that's interesting but some of the sequences like in a new hope that are really good um one the opening sequence of a new hope is fantastic the uh the introduction of vader is just incredible um and, and then as i talked about with the rogue one sequence uh you get even more like oomph behind that whenever you see him in a new hope um so yeah vader's interest entrance in a new hope and that just be, that whole beginning sequence is really really great but then we get like the stuff on tatooine i mean the one that of course there's the iconic shot of the two sun, the setting suns on tatooine which is great but like besides that most of the tatooine stuff like i don't really care about that much the jawas are okay i mean they're kind of funny but like all of that is pretty eh and then uh until it finally gets to like the cantina sequence with like obi-wan and luke going and finding han and chewie um like that's good um them going they go to try to find alderaan and then it's destroyed and then they get yeah then they get captured onto the death star uh the whole death star like in the middle sequence is pretty i mean like it's entertaining it's solid it's cool seeing them like sneak around and have to to try to do that uh, the i think i this will be something that i um like throughout the original trilogy and i guess just star wars in general all the like gunfights and stuff i think are really entertaining even if they're like a bunch of cuts you know to like fire and then more fire and then like just the back and forth but like i don't know i think it's fun to watch that they do it. all the sounds are cool and like i like seeing people in star wars costumes so like it's nice um but yeah so the the sequence of them like trying to save leia and then of course you have the um um the trash compactor sequence um which I mean, like the whole movie, really, I, like it's a very entertaining movie, like all the way through. I just, it's not just one of my favorites, like of Star Wars. It, it has uh, the the Darth Vader and Obi Wan fight is uh, great. The choreography in it is obviously like, I mean, quote unquote, the weakest like of the series. Um, but they really couldn't like the lightsabers were super flimsy, like they couldn't go crazy with them uh, in that 
and so I think I, it's really good for the emotional like impact that, that the sequence has more so than the uh, the actual way that it's like technically done, I guess. But th- th- then again, at the same time, just like the lightsabers in general are so cool to like see and like in this film. Um, it, it's a lightsaber. Like, how can you not be hyped on that? And these are like the first ones that we ever saw, too. Um, so I think those are really cool, cool moments. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't have like oh oh. I I actually do have one thing I want to talk about on like the the A New Hope before I go to like Empire. Um, the final space sequence with them going to take out the Death Star in A New Hope. I was talking about how like technically impressive everything is in in these films, and this is no exception. Especially like for the time, um, that whole bombing sequence of the Death Star is just so good. Like, and I was watching it now even, and I was like, man, like I don't. Like, I know how they did this, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, how did they do this? Like, it looks so, so good, and there's, like, there's no CGI in it. They can't. They couldn't. Um, and so that's just really, really wild, um, and it's a, it's a very excellently put-together sequence, too. The, uh, you keep the tension the whole time. You really keep the... Um, the like will they want that you're like you're on the edge of your seat you're like waiting you're like oh shit like this is really really close and it's just it's just really good the whole way through um so yeah i like that sequence a lot just the the way they use the miniatures in in these movies is just really it's it's something else it's incredible um and so yeah that bombing sequence of, of the death star the first death star in a new hope is a is a really good sequence um but yeah, I mean, overall, like, I love A New Hope m- most for the, just the fact that it gave us Star Wars. Like, it's the first Star Wars, and so I can't not love it a lot for that. Um, but as far as overall, like, rankings rankings in the saga, it's uh, it's not super high up there for me, honestly. Um, but on the other hand, then we have The Empire Strikes Back, which I just absolutely love from start to finish. I think The Empire Strikes Back is so, so, so good. Um so one, I like that this one kind of front loads the film with a big battle sequence. Um, and so one, I like Hoth a lot. I'm, I like ice planets and stuff. Uh, and so Hoth is really cool to see. And we spend a pretty good chunk of, chunk of time on Hoth um, when we're with the Rebellion. And the whole one, I like, I think the Wampa like opening or whatever is like cool. It's just cool seeing another creature. And it's like basically the Yeti, which is, you know, uh, fun to see um but we get to see luke like being stronger with the force using the force to get his lightsaber cut himself free um and then yeah we the the like the back and forth between han and leia i feel is like good in this and um yeah then this like it just goes into the huge gigantic battle sequence on hoth where we get the the at-ats um coming and trying to destroy the the generator for the rebel base and um it's just such a, it's a phenomenal sequence whenever they have their the ships, speeders, um, that they're going for and like trying to take out the, the AT-ATs and then, you know, of course they do and they end up doing the iconic thing where they like wrap the, the cable around the legs in order to get the, the AT-ATs to fall and like just the whole like Hoth sequence is really, the, there's, there's one shot in particular where one of the ships literally goes like in between the legs of the Ada and then flies like up above the other one and you're in the cockpit the whole time and like it looks like they're actually doing that and so like along with the Death Star sequence at the end of A New Hope this is another one where they're just like showcasing all of these different methods and techniques and like putting them into one really just epic sequence and really just showing like what they could do and what they did do with the technology at the time um 
And so, yeah, it's just, it's really great to see. I love it a lot. And it's cool because, like, it makes it where the whole Hoth sequence and the Hoth battle takes up, like, I think, the, like, 30 to, like, 40 minutes of, like, the movie. Like, you spend, like, on Hoth, which is good. It gives it, there's, like, plenty of space for it to breathe. There's plenty, like, there's a lot that happens in there. And, like, you feel um, engaged and, like, good the whole time that you're doing that. Like, it's not... Um, it never like slows down too much. It's not boring. There's always like something happening and it's always like really interesting that entire time, I think. Um, and then visually it's just like splendid. It's one of my favorite parts of the film. Um, but then from there we get, um, the group gets like split up, which this is another thing that I like one, one of the reasons I love on Empire is it's thematically basically the exact opposite of A New Hope. It's at the end of A New Hope, we had the entire like group is together. They've achieved like complete victory um and all that i mean like not complete victory but like they destroyed the death star that was what they like you know thought they needed to do um and then we come to empire strikes back the team gets split up pretty much immediately like luke gets he's um i mean he's abducted literally at, at the start but then after the battle of hoth even like luke leaves and han and leia and chewie and 3po and r2d2 are also like with them on the falcon and so like they get separated from luke and so then we get them on the falcon in space for a good portion of the movie they're just trying to like evade the empire and really again just all the filming techniques that they use for these space sequences and these like flying sequences is just really really strong and they're just really entertaining to watch and so we get a lot of that the, the whole movie the hyperdrive just will not work uh it's a pretty funny running joke actually throughout the film um and so I like that. And then, yeah, just the character interactions that we get between everyone, like, on the Falcon as well, I think is really, really strong. Um, and so, like, we go between that and then Luke on Dagobah, who we know finds Yoda and, like, starts his Jedi training. And so the way that the movie balances these two elements, I think it does it really, really well. It spends just enough time with each of them, and each of them also goes at, like, a really, really good pace to where uh luke's not just like flying through like his lessons or whatever which granted he becomes like a phenomenal jedi when we see him do like not that much training but like it's star wars so you can't i mean i don't i don't really complain i can't complain about that or whatever um but we see like him meet yoda and then we also along with that see like han and leia and everyone on the falcon trying to evade the empire and just the way that uh like the problems that keep on arising for each of them throughout these like both of these sections as the movie progresses i think are very natural um obstacles that they end up having to face and it's just it keeps things engaging on both ends and it keeps things interesting on both ends and we get really good character moments on both ends throughout all of this and so it's all just it's just great throughout all of it um and so like that's the the big like middle part of the film and then we get to so like really this whole film is a, it's a lot more I want to say it's a lot more like personal like dive into the characters than, than A New Hope you spend a lot more time with them just strictly interacting with each other while they're also still trying to get out of these situations Luke himself is doing a ton of self-reflection throughout this movie that's basically what this movie is for him and um, taking his character arc in a different direction um, and so I love that and then we get to the third act, which takes place mostly on Cloud City, pretty much on Cloud City um, in Bespin, uh, which Bespin in Cloud City is such an awesome location. It's such a great locale. I love it a lot. Um, visually, it's just one of my favorite Star Wars places. And it's, just, it's a city in the clouds like that. It's just so that's so cool. 
Um, and so seeing that is nice. And then we get Lando, um, which seeing Lando is really, really cool. Um, and so we get them going there. We get Han and Leia going there. And um, things are kind of like off, like too good to be true whenever they first arrive. And then, you know, we end up getting them turned over to the Empire, uh, which I <laughs> it's so funny whenever um, Lando's like, yeah, we actually just I just made a deal to make sure the Empire like never bothers us again. And then he opens the door and Darth Vader's right there. Uh, so funny, but oh, also a really small like moment that's really cool. We see Vader just straight up like just absorb, I guess, like blaster bolts with his hand, like using the Force. And I'm like, hey, your grandson's grands, yeah, your grandson will be doing that in a few more movies whenever he just stops when Kylo stops the blaster bolt in the Force Awakens. Anyways, um, but yeah, so that that's. We get them captured, and Luke, no, like feels that that's going to happen, um, like through the Force, and he wants to leave and just not finish his training, um, and go rescue his friends. And Yoda and Obi Wan both caution him against this. They're like, "No, you're not ready. You can't do this." Um, and Luke's like, "No, I got this." And so Luke goes, and I mean, we all know how that goes by now, um, but it's just uh, a really great. It just leads to my favorite sequence in the original trilogy by far. Um, whenever Luke eventually shows up on Bespin, he goes to like rescue them. Um, Han gets frozen in carbonite, which the carbonite like set. Oh my God, it's immaculate. It's a fantastic set. The just the lighting, the set design, the cinematography used on that set whenever they're there. It's I mean it's iconic. It's I, it's phenomenal. I love that set so, so much. Um, so we see them there, and then Han gets turned into Carbonite. Um, you get the iconic, like, I love you and I know line between uh, Leia and Han. And, yeah, it's just, it's it's really good. And uh, as Boba Fett is going to leave with Han Solo, um, Lando Calrissian starts trying to help, like, Leia and all them, like, escape again and try to get Han um, and so they're like crossing paths as, as Luke is also getting there. But then Luke, of course, gets um, side, sidetracked. He gets uh, led to where Vader is waiting for him in the, um, the carbonite freezing chamber or whatever you want to call that room. And uh, then we get the showdown. We get the lightsaber fight between Vader and Luke. And this is one of my favorite lightsaber fights in Star Wars. Uh, one, it's shot excellently um the sets for the entire sequence are outstanding it starts in the carbonite freezing chamber then it goes through into this other tunnel and this hallway and then finally out onto the platform and like all of it just looks amazing it's such a great final like huge uh like and i say like huge set piece but it's also a very intimate set piece like it's a literally between father and son which you don't know i mean we know now of course but like the first time you see it you don't know until the end of that moment but like this is your big like this is the hero versus villain fight at the end of the movie and our conditioning also of course has led us to believe like as an audience that like the hero is going to come out on top it's so, like this whole time and they're going back and forth and like the choreography in this one is so much stronger than the fight between vader and obi-wan and the fight really gets a lot of breathing room as well because not only is it paced well just in itself but it's also of course cut between what's going on with han and Le or well han's frozen but like leia and chewie and c3po and cal uh, and lando 
and all that and uh and bobo like but that's intercut between the fight as well and so all that action is a really one entertaining but it's two also a really good way to pace the vader and luke fight um and so that helps but then also the fight itself is paced well and that it has an it's got a really nice ebb and flow it has a couple moments of like quiet where it slows down and then it will pick back up uh, we see vader like using the force against luke uh, after they get into the hallway and like throwing stuff at him and that's just really cool to see and then uh, of course the fight ends up leading out to the platform and we get like the most iconic reveal probably of like all time um after vader ends up just cutting luke's hand off and uh he says like no i am your father and uh yeah i mean who like one doesn't know that line and then two how can you not love that moment one again some of the most iconic like darth vader imagery of all time is him standing out on that platform with his hand like extended um and just it's just it's amazing i don't even know how to describe it that like just the whole sequence the whole fight between vader and luke one has so much emotion going through it and then two is just also done so so well like on every technical level it's just amazing to watch um so you gotta love that and then uh leia and chewie and lando all end up like getting away in the falcon and then leia like senses luke through the force you know and goes back to rescue him um and so yeah i mean empire is just easily my favorite of the original trilogy i love really everything that it does um because it just one like is a lot i have probably said this on here before i'm definitely a big fan of darker stories and this is definitely the darkest of the three original like trilogy films um it takes like one it front loads the big battle at the beginning where like the rebels do like succeed but then as the movie goes on, they just go through more tribulations and like they they lose at the end of this movie pretty much. Like Luke loses his hand, finds out Obi-Wan was a liar, Anakin, his father is still alive, his father's Darth Vader, um, and he just got completely defeated. Um, Han is frozen in carbonite and now gone. Um, so like the heroes, whenever this movie ends, are so much worse of a place than they are whenever a new hope ends and like this movie begins. Um and I love that they did that with this film. I think that's like the strongest part about this film just as a whole. Um, and so that's, and it also just makes it like really stick out the most in this trilogy. Like it's just, it's, I love it a lot. It's a great movie. Um, and again, like with the first one, the special effects and everything they do here is just um, really incredible. It's, it's, I, I, I marvel at the fact that they fit one figured all this out and then two like did it. Uh, especially to the extent that they did like all the stuff, especially in the middle of the movie with the Millennium Falcon and like the asteroid field and uh, what they were, what they did with that is just, it's like the TIE fighters chasing them too. It's um, it's yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, like I get it kind of how it works a little bit, but I, pff, it's beyond me. Um, so yeah, I think those are like most of my thoughts on empire. I think this is actually ironically this will probably be my shortest episode because I just don't have like super extensive thoughts on the original trilogy I mean like I kind of do and like I love them a lot but just not to the same length as I guess the other ones wow um and so yeah moving on to like Return of the Jedi and I actually had like the hardest time getting through this one um which I was like kind of eager to rewatch this one because it's been the longest actually since I rewatched this um and I mean it's good i 
the whole like beginning sequence on Tatooine with Jabba the Hutt, half of it I don't really like that much, and then half of it I do. Like half of it is just too kind of like cheesy and like I I don't want to say kid friendly, but like it's definitely aim. It's not, I'm not the target audience for half of it anymore. Like it's definitely very much like partly made for kids, which is good. Like I can't fault the movie for that because Star Wars is inherently also for kids. Um, and so like, I, I don't want to take points away for it for that, but like, I also just like won't add them. Cause I'm like, well, I don't really like that that much. Like I don't mind it. Um, but just a lot of the stuff at the beginning part, I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I don't really like Jabba that much either. I mean, like, I know you're supposed to like, not like him, but I just like in general, just like, I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, and so that whole sequence, I mean, I think that it's really, uh, it's nice seeing like Leia going in to rescue Han. Uh, oh, before that, though, actually, we get uh, one thing that I think does stand out a lot on Return of the Jedi is, um, and this is, it actually opens with this, but it opens with Vader landing on the Death Star, the, the new Death Star, and um, the sets and the way that it's, that all the ships around and going into the Death Star are filmed in this movie, and like the sets of the new Death Star are so, so incredible. Uh, they look great, and there's a cut. There's a lot of shots too where like they use paintings, but the way that they able to, like the way that they combine the use of paintings and then also shooting on sets, and like they will make it basically to where like the set is on the painting kind of with their filming techniques is just mind blowing, and it just makes everything feel so real. Cause like the one super wide shot of like Emperor and the Vader walking through the just rows and rows of troops that are in the like landing area of the Death Star, like 90% of those troops aren't real. They're painting. They're, it's a painting, but the, you think it's real because you also see Emperor and Vader walking in the same space of the painting. And so just the way that they do that is just, I, it's, I can't even begin to describe. Um, and so that's a really cool thing and something that definitely I think stands out in Return of the Jedi, all the Death Star sets. Um, they're just bigger and, and better and, and, um, they just look great. Um, so I like that, but yeah, the Tatooine sequence, I mean, it's cool seeing Leia rescue Han. Um, but just overall that sequence, I'm kind of iffy on the action at the end, whenever Luke finally like comes in and goes to rescue everyone, I think is really, really strong. Um, I like that a lot. It's of course really cool seeing Luke with his new lightsaber. Uh, also the first time that we're seeing a green lightsaber, um, and so, yeah, it's just really also interesting seeing, like, how much Luke has become, like, a Jedi in the time between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Like, he's so uh, skilled now with, like, everything, basically. Like, he's become a Jedi Knight, basically, almost, like, overnight. Um, and, I mean, I know Yoda says that he's not a Jedi yet because he needs to face Vader. But, like, for all intents and purposes, throughout Return of the Jedi, like, Luke is a Jedi. He has the skills and everything to be a Jedi. Um and you really see that on display at the at the beginning with one him using the Jedi mind trick and two just his command of the force and his prowess with the lightsaber um, is nice. Um, Boba Fett gets taken out uh, just in like one shot by Han on accident, literally, uh, and thrown into the Sarlacc pit. Um, so yeah, that, I mean that's the 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 opening sequence on Tatooine. I just really am like kind of iffy about. I'm like, yeah, I mean. It's not bad, but, like, uh, I don't really love it, like, that much. Um, and so, yeah, there's that. And then, oh, what do we even go? Oh, yeah, from there we go to, like, Luke goes back to Dagobah to go and, like, train with Yoda. And then Yoda's dying. And I really love the conversation between Luke and Yoda. It's got a couple things cut in between it, but 
just the conversation. It's just full of revelations, basically. It's just Yoda and Luke talking about the, like, one Yoda's warning him about the, the power of the dark side and the path to the dark side and the danger that that holds. But then Luke also just gets a lot of revelations about his father. And then this is also where Luke learns that he has a sister and that Leia is his sister. Um, and so there's just it's just a lot of really great character growth, character revelations, just story revelations in general in this scene. Um, and then, of course, Yoda ends up uh, dying at the end. And so we lose we lose Yoda at the end of this. Um, and so, yeah, and, and also Luke learns that, like, there's no more, like, actual training that he can do here. He's has gone as far as, like, Yoda thinks that he can, uh, with, or as far as Yoda could help him, which, I mean, he's dying now anyway, so he couldn't really help him at all. Um, but, so we get that, and then, uh, from then, it's pretty much, like, we are pretty much in the third act, honestly. I would say the third act of this movie is probably the longest one of the two. Like, I feel like, the middle, like, I'm even, I literally finished watching it this morning, and I can't remember exactly what was going on with, like, Han and Leia and everyone between Tatooine and whenever they formed the plan to go to Endor. Like, I know they did something. I feel like they did something, but I, I can't remember what it was. So, like, the first act, I would definitely say is, like, Tatooine, and then the second one, they were doing something, and Luke is on Dagobah, and then the third is whenever they start and go to Endor. And uh, this is definitely the longest third act in the trilogy, um, it's like half the movie and it, uh, I mean, it's good. We get them going on to Endor and Luke is with them at first and they like come across the Ewoks, uh, or well, they get, they come across. Okay. One thing I do really like it at the beginning of the third act is like the speeder chase whenever they first come across the, uh, the troopers like on Endor. Yeah. Um, and I really like the speeder chase. It's very exciting. It's the, the speeders are just one of the coolest Star Wars vehicles. I remember whenever uh, they were in the original Battlefront and Battlefront 2 and like using those was so fun. I remember everyone would just run to them like on spawn. Like if you spawn with someone else and you like both saw it and it would just be like a mad dash to whoever got to the speeder first. Um, but yeah, so that, that whole, that sequence is really, uh, exhilarating, honestly, whenever they're going after the troopers on the different speeders, uh, it's again, just a testament to how well these are filmed and made from a special effects standpoint. Um, and so I really love that. But then after them, like Luke leaves them and we get, um, I mean, we meet the Ewoks. The Ewoks again are okay. I'm <laughs> again, not the target audience for them. Um, so like that whole like that's what they're doing on the surface of Endor for a while and then we also get Luke turning himself over to the Empire and going to see Vader and the other thing that is a big standout in this movie is the Emperor I haven't mentioned him yet which I actually meant to but I think it's really cool that like we don't see the Emperor in the first episode like we or technically the fourth episode but we don't see him in A New Hope and we only see him as like a hologram in episode five uh, like, we hear about him in A New Hope, but we don't see him, and then we see him as a hologram in episode five, um, and then we actually finally, like, see him in this film, and he is just such a commanding presence, like, he just is evil, like, he just radiates pure evil, and it's so cool, <laughs> it's just one of the, he just captures the screen, like, every time he's on it, he just commands it, um, and so he's just such a strong, like, big villain throughout this. Uh, like Vader's obviously been like the more um, upfront villain of the trilogy. Like he obviously wasn't a New Hope, and then he was there in Empire for all of it. Um, 
but you, you see him reporting to the emperor and empire and i think that's a really really good scene also which i i forgot to mention um and that's whenever he's saying that like he can turn luke uh and luke just refuses to join him in empire um and so yeah I, seeing the emperor in this though is really really good in the way that he it's just like, yeah, like I've planned all of this, like everything that's happening even now is still like my plan and my doing. Um, and so I like that a lot. And then, yeah, but we get Luke going and like turning himself over and then we see Luke and Vader uh, and like Luke knows now. And like just the conversation that they have is really interesting because Luke is saying that he like knows that there's still goodness and conflict in Vader and that he'll get him to turn. And like Vader obviously is like, nah, it's not going to happen. Like no way, no way, son. Um, <laughs> and so... We get that. That's a really good scene. Um, and then, yeah, we get the, like, the final battle of Endor, which consists of, like, three different things. So we get uh, Luke presented to the Emperor by Vader in the throne room scene, the original throne room scene. And so that sequence is uh, phenomenal. I'm going to intercut with that. We get the space attack on the Death Star, which has to be, like, avoided for a second because the deflector shields are still up, and so we get, like, a nice space battle, classic Star Wars space battle, and then we also get the fight on Endor on the ground with Han and Leia leading the troops against the um, generator outpost thing that's keeping the deflector shield up, and they have the help of the Ewoks, and so we get these three, and again, it's just cut between the three of these in uh, just classic Star Wars fashion, but it's done in a very, very entertaining and engaging way the whole way through. The space battle is good. The foot battle on Endor is good. But then obviously the thing that really takes the cake in this entire sequence is the, of course, climactic battle between Luke and Vader. Uh, we see that red and that green lightsaber clash. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's another really, really great like lightsaber duel. Uh, this is the duel that decides the fate of the trilogy. Um, and it's father versus son. Luke is on pretty even ground with Vader now, and uh, it's just a damn good fight all the way through. Like the set is a fantastic set. It's so well designed. Uh, we have the Emperor's looming evil presence in it the entire time, just egging a uh, Luke on to like embrace his hate and his rage, uh, and trying to bring him further and further to the dark side, while Vader is fighting him. Um, and yeah, it's just great. It's really great. And so we get that i mean before the fight even breaks out we have like the emperor again where he's talking about though how like everything was by his design like he lured, lured the rebels here he's gonna make luke watch them all like die and he's just trying to get him to like just give in to his hate and then luke like kind of does whenever he goes to strike him down but then of course vader stops him and you know that leads to the fight um but yeah the the i can't i guess yeah like han and them get the upper hand on the deflector shield at like the around i can't remember which one actually happens first but at pretty much the same time like they end up destroying the the facility that's uh powering the deflector shield for the death star uh, as the luke invader duel is coming to its climax we get luke just going just he uh wrecks vader pretty much his just aggression is just unmatched and he ends up cutting off vader's hand and whenever he sees that and the Emperor's goading him on to, like, finish him and he sees that Vader's arm is cybernetic and, like, it reminds him is his and he just, he refuses to strike down his father. He will not do it. He won't join the dark side. And this, I would like to put a pin in and make known that it's extremely important to Luke's character because how does Luke defeat the Emperor at the end of this trilogy? By not fighting. He does not fight. That's how he wins. 
just want to make that point abundantly clear. I'll get back to it in my next episode. Um, but yeah, so Luke, to complete his character arc, uses inaction and peace to bring down the Emperor because he won't do it. Uh, and so then the Emperor goes to uh, electrocute him, uses Sith lightning, which I can only imagine how crazy that was to see for the first time in theaters. Um, and so as he's doing that, then we get like Vader standing up and going next to him. And of course we get the redemption. I'm doing quotes here because it's up to you whether or not you would consider Darth Vader slash Anakin redeemed by this act. But we get the redemption of Anakin Skywalker whenever he grabs the Emperor and throws him over the side down that huge, just gigantic shaft in the Death Star and uh, he blows up. And I also want to make it known, because, I mean, we know that the Emperor will be in Episode Nine in some capacity. He very much is there. Um, but I'm definitely leaning more towards the, like, resurrection side, as opposed to, like, him being alive all this time. Because there's no way in hell he survived that fall. He fell, one, so far, and then two, there's a giant-ass explosion that follows after he hits down there due to all his Sith lightning and all that bullshit. So, like, yeah, there's no way that he actually survived that. Um, so we get that happening, uh, the deflector shield is down and we get Lando leading the charge to destroy the second Death Star. Um, so they like do that and succeed in that at the same time as Luke is getting his father, Darth Vader, out, trying to get him to a ship as the whole like station is evacuating. Um, and yeah, the final like conversation between Luke and his father, it's so iconic whenever he actually like removes the masks, the mask and just sees like what Vader is, what he had become just how frail and like broken he is really like as a man and uh just the fact that there still was some good in him that he was all again redeemed i'll do quotes um is uh it's a great moment between luke and and his father and his father sent like wanting him to tell leia that um and so yeah it's just um it's a it's a very good like sequence and then we get them leaving and the death star blowing up again uh, and so, you know, it's a victory. Um, and that like pretty much like wraps up the trilogy. I mean, we get the final like sequence of the, the sequence of Luke burning Vader, uh, on the pyre is very iconic. Um, and the celebration thing. So I actually noticed it, or I thought about it whenever I was watching this, um, whenever we see the fireworks go off in the version of the movie that is on Disney plus, it also shows like all the planets celebrating, like even Coruscant and Naboo and those, which are not in the original trilogy and I don't I'm assuming that they weren't on the original release either because like I know that Lucas has gone back like two or three times at this point to like add things to each of these movies um since they were released one the CGI things and A New Hope are super noticeable I don't understand why they put them there they stick out so much they should not be there um but I'm assuming that one of the other things like one of the other changes is the um the addition of seeing like all these different planets um because i can't imagine that they're there in the original versions of the original trilogy because we hadn't seen any of them before this sequence so but i don't know i mean maybe i just kind of doubt it um but yeah seeing those is cool and then i mean yeah early in the movie too i i forgot to like mention it but whenever luke uh tells leia about their like parentage and their history and stuff is a very it's another good like character moment i think jedi has a lot the return of the jedi has a lot of good character moments just like empire does i mean the whole trilogy does but it has a lot of profound like character revelation uh and things like that um and yeah i mean 
I don't know. I'll, I'll scatterbrain some more like random thoughts. All the imagery around Vader is incredible. Him and that, his little like egg looking, I don't know, office. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. That like he stays in an empire. Um, it's just iconic looking. Um, seeing like the helmet lowered onto him in there. Um, his voice, just his mannerisms, the commanding presence that he has is so good. The Emperor as an over, overall villain for the trilogy is really great. He's just completely insidious and, uh, and terrible. Um, Luke's journey overall, I mean, is good. Again, don't like love him a lot like as a character. I don't have a huge connection to him, but he's still good throughout it. The entire cast gives great performances throughout this trilogy. I mean, there's a reason these movies and these... Uh, characters and these actors are so beloved in these roles as they are um and yeah i mean i don't i don't know i don't really have that many like other thoughts about the original trilogy it's uh they're groundbreaking uh especially at the time they're the original star wars they have a special place in my heart because of that like we wouldn't have anything star wars without them uh so i mean i'm super like thankful and appreciative of them um but yeah, I think Empire is the only one of the original trilogy that breaks my like top five as, as far as my Star Wars ranks. Um, I'll give, I'll, I'll figure out my complete ranking again uh, after I finish my rewatch, which I have The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi next, which are two of my favorites. So I'm very, very excited about these next two before The Rise of Skywalker on Thursday. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty much like all my thoughts on the original trilogy. So um yeah, with that, I guess that'll pretty much wrap up this episode. I'm now going to plug social media as always. So first off, if you haven't, you should definitely follow at Comic Book Debate on Twitter and check out comicbookdebate.com. They're one of the great websites that I contribute to. There are a ton of great people that help contribute to that site to make it what it is. Um, so please be sure to go check that out. There's a ton of great content on there. I'll have an article going up very soon uh, about some of the best Batman moments of the decade. Um, so be sure to look out for that. Um, you should also follow at comic bookcase on Twitter and comicsbookcase.com. Uh, you should check them out. It's another site that I contribute to. Again, a lot of very talented and great people contribute to that site to make it what it is. Um, I'll be contributing to an article on there that will go up by the end of the month. I don't know the exact date yet, but be sure to be on the lookout for that and check out that site if you haven't. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at AP Batman with two T's is my personal Twitter where I just post about whatever my tattoo is on there. If you want to check that out. Um, and yeah, I just kind of ramble and rant and do whatever on there. And then you can also find me at Batman files on Twitter, which is my Batman fan account where I post the most on there probably. Uh, and so if you want some more Batman content, be sure to follow me on there. Also, this whole gift set thing on Twitter is crazy. Um, I actually, if you haven't seen it, it's started with an, it, literally last night, I guess people figured it out a way to post multiple gifts in one tweet. Um, you can't do it on your phone or you can't do it on the app on your phone. I did it on my laptop earlier, but like I literally can't even see them on my phone because I have an Android, <clears throat> um, which it's better, whatever. I don't care. Um, and but as of right now, like you can't the gifts don't move on the like Android app version of the phone. I'm assuming they do on the iPhones because <clears throat> everyone's freaking out about them. Uh, but yeah, so that's been fun, actually. Um, and if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at apb.comics. 
Um, and then as always, please be sure to leave a like, rate, and review on whatever platform you're using to listen and or watch this on. If you're watching on YouTube, please consider subscribing, turning notifications on. Um, and yeah, just leave a comment with any good or bad feedback. I'm always trying to make the show better. So anything is appreciated. And, uh, as always, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time. Later.